Uh, we want to uh, continue uh, the prayer that Jonathan began for us. Let's bow our heads again. Lord, thank you once again for your word. We pray now that as we open it in this brief time of preaching that your spirit would attend that you would uh, perhaps convict someone here who uh, hasn't been baptized and nudge them toward taking that step of obedience, we pray. We pray your blessing now, Lord, as we look at things related to the baptism of your Son and pray your, your anointing and your power during this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, friends, this morning's service is a service of great gladness and happy celebration because three disciples of Jesus Christ are about to enter the waters to be baptized. Amina, Vicky, and Hojat are each obeying the call of Jesus Christ uh, to be baptized this morning, having repented of their sin and having put their faith in Jesus. And trust me, you will hear some amazing testimony a little later on from each of them. Now, in the weeks leading up to this morning, these three disciples, along with our gracious uh, Persian translator, Nadia, have been meeting with me faithfully for our, our weekly baptismal preparation class, and we've discussed the nature and the meaning of baptism. In a very graphic way, baptism signifies our death, burial, and resurrection with Jesus Christ. Baptism is emblematic of the washing and the cleansing that God has undertaken in us. Baptism symbolizes that a washing away of sin has happened. It symbolizes the death of the old life and rising to new life in the risen Jesus Christ. And additionally, I would say, baptism signifies the nature of the ongoing Christian life, doesn't it? As in the power of the Spirit, we die daily to sin and rise continually to righteousness. We put off the old self, the old nature, and put on the new. The tension comes when we read the gospel accounts and we see that Jesus himself underwent the baptism of John. If baptism signifies a cleansing from sin, if baptism is emblematic of the death of the old life and rising to new life, then why would Jesus need to be baptized? The New Testament is very clear on the fact that Jesus alone amongst human beings did not need to repent of sin or have sin washed from him in any way, shape, or form because Jesus knew no sin. 2 Corinthians 5.21, Jesus committed no sin. 1 Peter 2.22, Jesus was without sin. Hebrews 4.15. So the question is, why in the world would Jesus submit himself to this ordinance of baptism, which has so much symbolism about it concerning the death of the old sinful person and the need to be cleansed from sin? Well, this morning, friends, in very brief span, I want to suggest to you 
six different reasons why I think Jesus was baptized. Why God found it a must, a necessity, that Jesus undergo the baptism of John. And admittedly, the New Testament is not as explicit on this question of why Jesus was baptized as some of us may, may like it to be. But I hope this morning that the six reasons that I'm about to offer you will provide at least some help in trying to answer the question, why was Jesus baptized? So you ready? Here goes reason number one as to why Jesus was baptized. He was baptized because the king of kings deserved a coronation ceremony. Or he deserved a crowning ceremony. Once again, Jesus was baptized because the king of kings deserved a coronation or crowning ceremony. And the baptism of Jesus was his coronation ceremony. Listen, in the gospel of Mark, the first time we meet Jesus in that gospel is at his baptism. And in Mark 1, verses 10 and 11, as Jesus comes up out of the baptismal waters, a voice from heaven thunders the words, You are my beloved Son. In you I am well pleased. Well, that phrase in Mark 1:11, You are my beloved Son, is a phrase that comes straight out of Psalm 2. And Psalm 2 was a psalm that was used and Psalm 2 was sung at the coronation ceremonies of new kings in ancient Israel. Psalm 2 is a royal coronation psalm. In Psalm 2 verse 7, God was addressing the human king of Israel in the context of Psalm 2. He's addressing the king who descended in the lineage of David. And God said there to his human king, You are my son. Today I have begotten you. The king in Israel was son of God. In Mark 1.11, when God says to Jesus, You are my beloved son, just as Jesus rises up out of the baptismal waters, we should be thinking Psalm 2.7 and coronation. The King of Kings, Jesus Christ, the long-awaited descendant of David, is receiving his coronation in the moment of his baptism. It was necessary that Jesus be baptized because the King of Kings needed a coronation ceremony. But now the second reason why Jesus was baptized was that God wanted to declare that a new exodus had officially launched in Jesus. Again, Jesus was baptized because God wanted to declare that a new exodus had officially launched in Jesus. And the baptism of Jesus was that declaration. Watch this. During the first exodus, so when the Hebrew people came out of Egypt, the event that is recorded for us in the book called Exodus... In that time, Moses, leader of Israel, crossed over with the Hebrew people from Egypt toward the promised land, and they crossed through water. 
through the Red Sea, which God had divided. And then later, once Joshua had taken up the mantle of leadership, Joshua too crossed with Israel through water, through a miraculously dry section of the Jordan River. Jesus comes to accomplish what the original Greek of Luke 9.31 calls his exodus, his exodus, which would take place in Jerusalem. The cross would take place in the environs of Jerusalem, and the cross was the centerpiece of the new exodus that Jesus came to accomplish. The cross and the resurrection after it effects the release of slaves who had been in captivity to a new pharaoh who went by the name Sin, Death, and the Devil. But in Mark's Gospel especially, this new exodus of Jesus starts officially with a crossing through water. Like Moses and Joshua before him, Jesus is the new leader in Israel who arrives on the scene going through waters, through baptismal waters. A new exodus is afoot in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. And we notice that immediately after his baptism, what happens? Jesus finds himself out in the wilderness for how many days? Forty Days, just as after the Red Sea crossing in the original Exodus, Israel had found themselves in the wilderness for 40 years. But Jesus succeeds, doesn't he, in overcoming his wilderness temptations where Israel had failed. And so the second reason that Jesus was baptized is because by his baptism, God was declaring that a new Exodus had officially Launched. The third reason of our six for the baptism of Jesus was this that God also wanted to declare that a new creation had officially launched in Jesus. Not just a new Exodus, but a new creation also. At the baptism of Jesus, what happens? The Spirit of God descends on Jesus as he comes up out of the water, Matthew 3.16 and Mark 1.10, just as at the creation of the world in Genesis 1, the Spirit hovered over the face of the waters. And a dove is also mentioned at the baptism of Jesus, Mark 3.16, Mark 1.10, Luke 3.22, John 1.32, just as a dove had figured into the scene of recreation at the time of Noah, after the floodwaters had subsided. So the spirit over the baptismal waters of Jesus, together with the dove, suggests that a new creation is officially launching in this person named Jesus Christ. In the first creation, the man Adam had fallen into sin when he succumbed to the serpent. Adam failed to rule and to subdue creation. The serpent ended up ruling over Adam. 
Well, immediately after the baptism of Jesus, what happens? Jesus then goes out into the wilderness and Jesus rules over the serpent. He subdues the serpent. Jesus defeats Satan in the wilderness temptations, showing that he's the last Adam who is successful over the serpent where the first Adam had been unsuccessful. And early in his ministry, Jesus begins, doesn't he, to reverse the curse, to reverse the curse that had come after the sin of Adam in Genesis 3, way back in Genesis 3. Now Jesus comes, he begins to reverse the curse as he works healings and as he raises people from the dead and as he subdues nature itself. Jesus is the king with dominion over the world that Adam had failed to be. It's a new creation that is launched at the baptism of Jesus. And then the fourth reason why Jesus was baptized, we're moving through these quickly, the fourth reason is related to the last one. The fourth reason is found right in the text that was read to us earlier this morning. It's found in Matthew 3.15. John comes to Jesus and John suggests that, hey, Jesus, the proper order of things should be that you, Jesus, should baptize me, John, instead of me baptizing you, Jesus. It just doesn't seem right. Jesus replies to John. He says, no, John, let it be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to what? To fulfill all righteousness. According to Jesus, his being baptized was necessary to fulfill all righteousness. What does Jesus mean? Well, the word fulfill, think about that word for a moment. The word fulfill suggests a plan of some kind, doesn't it? You have a plan, and the plan needs fulfillment. There was a plan of righteousness that Jesus Christ came to fulfill, and his being baptized was a necessary component in that plan. The plan of righteousness that needed Jesus to fulfill it was a plan that had been prophesied, it had been pictured, it had been foreshadowed all throughout the Old Testament. People like Adam and Noah And David had failed quite miserably to fulfill all righteousness. The nation of Israel had failed to fulfill all righteousness. Jesus was now here to fulfill all righteousness, to obey God where everyone else had failed. His obedience to God and to God's will and commandments would be perfect throughout his ministry, and his obedience would culminate and it would climax in the cross. But his baptism was the first formal peg in God's plan of righteousness. In order to fulfill all righteousness, it would mean that Jesus needed to submit to John's baptism. Our fourth reason for the baptism of Jesus is that his baptism was a necessity in order to fulfill all righteousness. In fifth place is this. 
See, there's a new creation right outside. Is that a wonderful sound? In fifth place is this. Jesus was baptized, and I love this one, because Jesus desired to identify himself with transgressors, with guilty sinners. Jesus was baptized because Jesus desired to identify himself with transgressors or guilty sinners. As we said before, Jesus himself, Jesus himself, did not need to repent of any sin because Jesus was without sin. And being without sin before God, Jesus was not guilty before God. Jesus did not need to make any move from guilt to acceptance before God like you and I need to do. But even though Jesus is not guilty and he is not stained before God, he nevertheless, blessed Jesus, comes alongside the guilty, doesn't he? He comes alongside stained sinners like you and me in his baptism. He is baptized like us in a sort of solidarity with us. Just as Isaiah 53.12 said it would be that Jesus would be numbered with the transgressors. And so he is in his baptism. He takes his stand in his baptism with publicans and sinners like you and like me. I love what the old preacher H.A. Ironside once said. He said, in reference to Jesus, He who was to take the sinner's place came to be baptized by John, that he might thereby be identified with sinners for whom he was to lay down his life. Yes. Even though he's sinless in his baptism, Jesus identifies with sinful humankind, and later he will go and he will atone for our sin on his cross, our blessed Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, the sixth and final reason that I want to give you in this brief sermon as to why Jesus was baptized is this one. Jesus was baptized because Jesus also desired to demonstrate his total willingness to submit to death. One more time. Jesus was baptized because Jesus also desired to demonstrate his total willingness to submit to death. What do I mean here? Think of it. When you and I are baptized, one of the things that is symbolized quite richly is death. Baptismal waters are death waters. The old life, the old person is buried symbolically when we go down into the water and then when we rise up out of the water, what's being symbolized is our new life in Jesus Christ. As we've already said, Jesus was baptized, but Jesus had no need of the cleansing significance of baptism like you and I do. Jesus had no need whatsoever to have his old life dead and buried in the baptismal waters because Jesus was sinless. But nevertheless, Jesus submitted to this ordinance of baptism that signifies death 
And he did that in order to signify his total willingness to submit to death. Isn't it interesting that in the week of his passion, just prior to the point where he went to the cross, Jesus compared his pending death on the cross to baptism. Why? Well, because there was something deathly about both the cross and baptism, according to Jesus. In Luke 12:50, as Jesus was speaking about his coming death on the cross, he said this. He's speaking about his death on the cross, and he says, I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how great is my distress until it is accomplished. Jesus likened his cross to baptism. Why? Because baptism kills and baptism cleanses. And the cross would also kill and it would cleanse. Jesus would be killed on the cross there to bring cleansing to sinners by his shed blood. So there is this link between baptism and the cross. Death and cleansing are involved in both. So that when Jesus submits to baptism at the beginning of his ministry, he is demonstrating his willingness to submit to his true baptismal ordeal, which will happen at at the end of his earthly ministry, the cleansing death of the cross. Okay, friends, so having gone through the six reasons for Jesus' baptism, let's do a quick review. First, we suggested that Jesus was baptized because the king of kings deserved a coronation ceremony, and the baptism was his coronation ceremony. Second, we said that Jesus was baptized because God wanted to declare that a new exodus had officially launched in Jesus. Third, we said that Jesus was baptized also because God wanted to declare that a new creation had officially launched in Jesus. Fourth, we argued that the baptism of Jesus was a necessity in order to fulfill all righteousness. Fifth, we said that Jesus was baptized so that he could identify himself at the commencement of his earthly ministry, identify himself with guilty sinners, And sixth, we said that Jesus was baptized because he desired to demonstrate his total willingness to submit to death. And I think all six things are going on simultaneously in the baptism of Jesus. Jesus expects those who have come to believe in him to be baptized like he was. Baptism is a must in our discipleship. It is not optional. Jesus commands the baptism of disciples in Matthew 28:19 in the Great Commission. And Jesus practices what he preaches. He himself is baptized for all the reasons we've suggested and perhaps even more reasons that we failed to mention this morning. I really want to encourage you, if you are a person who has received Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, if God has saved you, but yet 
you've not yet taken the crucial step of being immersed in the baptismal waters. I want to encourage you to do it. Amen? To do it. Come and talk with me. Come and talk with one of the deacons, and we can get you set up in a baptismal class this fall. Spiritual commercial is over. For now, I want to ask and encourage you that as you witness the baptisms of Amina and Vicky and Hojat, that you simply celebrate with them and with the hosts of heaven this morning. And I would ask that you commit over coming days and weeks to pray for each of these dear people and that you'd seek to get to know them better and ask God, get on your knees and ask God about how you, how you might play a part in encouraging them and in discipling them. Amen? Amen. Amen. I need to go change now. Uh, Rob, you can draw the hymn out a little bit if you're singing. (laughs) Go forth from here as trees, strong and healthy, rooted and grounded in God's word, nurtured by God's grace, watered and enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit, Blown and bent by enough distress to make you strong. God bless your going. Amen.